section eighty eight of the inheritance by susan edmonston ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter seventeen something that's bitter will arise even amid our jollities lucretius penso qua ne partii qua we ritorno metastasio the london season was now drawing near a close and lady rossville had run her full career of folly and extravagance as bills came pouring in upon her from all quarters she was startled at the magnitude of the sums she had expended and for which she had now nothing to show but a parcel of jew-jaws which had ceased with their novelty to afford her any pleasure she felt almost glad that lindsay was no longer her guardian that he might not see the extent of her imprudence for even delmore was surprised when he heard how much she had spent in so short a time as for mrs st clair this discovery joined to the disappointment of her other schemes occasioned her a fit of the jaundice which put a stop to the larkins's dinner and as soon as she was able to travel she was ordered to cheltenham for the benefit of the waters there they accordingly repaired but not before it had been arranged by the lovers that colonel delmore should join them in a short time at first gertrude was pleased with the combination of picturesque beauty and fashionable gaiety which are so happily blended at this celebrated watering-place but a short time sufficed to dispel the illusion the amusements wanted the life splendour and variety of the london parties and the walks and rides were little resorted to the supreme bon temps of the idlers being to drive or walk backwards and forwards for about the space of a quarter of a mile of dusty street and that without intermission for two or three hours day after day and week after week and that with as much subtle seriousness as though they were actually fulfilling the high destinies of immortal beings oh how canst thou renounce the boundless store of charms which nature to her votary yields but in vain would the minstrel have attempted to sing the bow and bells of cheltenham off the burning pavement even while the dog-star raged provided the libraries and confectioners and toy shops kept their places what to them the warbling woodland the resounding shore the pomp of groves and garniture of fields all that the genial ray of morning gilds and all that echoes to the song of even but it was otherwise with lady rossville her taste was not yet so vitiated as to take pleasure in the vapid pastimes of a watering-place which however they may amuse and relax the minds of the sick and the studious can only tend to enfeeble those of the healthy and the gay she sighed as she thought of her own fair domain its woods and its waters its flowers neglected and forsaken herself a queen there while here she was one of a motley throng with naught to recompense her but stare and heat and dust and pressure to add to her weariness and chagrin delmore had been detained in london on some regimental business and was not likely to join her before her return to rossville mrs st clair's aversion to colonel delmore had by no means diminished but she found her opposition so perfectly vain and her attempts to lead her daughter now so futile that she had almost abandoned both but not without many severe struggles and some dark mysterious threats 
which however the countess had now learnt to disregard at length they bade adieu to cheltenham but summer was far advanced or rather autumn had commenced before they returned to rossville it was with mingled feelings of pleasure and pain that gertrude beheld it again even while her heart bounded at sight of every well-known object they seemed to reproach her with having lavished her thoughts her affections her money upon worthless baubles and heartless pleasures her conscience smote her as she passed some old cottages which she had planned pulling down and building new and more commodious ones in their place half of what my opera box cost me would have done that sighed she and that bridge as she caught a glimpse of one half finished the poor people must still go two miles about till my diamond necklaces paid and tears of contrition dropped from her eyes but it was not so at the castle for delmore's orders had superseded lindsay's schemes and however the poor might suffer nothing had been left undone there the conservatory and the garden had been completed and stocked at an immense expense the apartments were superbly and tastefully furnished the theatre was almost finished and again gertrude's volatile heart throbbed with pride and pleasure as she looked on this new creation of taste and fancy and anticipated the joys yet to come but as the novelty abated again the voice of conscience was heard and the thoughts of lindsay recurred she wondered whether he would come to visit her upon her return and she both wished and dreaded the meeting but day after day passed on and lindsay came not her cousin anne too how could she behold her without shame and confusion of face but her apprehensions on that score were partly relieved by receiving the following note a few days after her arrival my dear lady rossville i am very sure it will give you pleasure to hear that william has at length been provided for as i know how much it must have pained you to be unable to fulfil your kind intentions in his favour but what you could not do yourself your kind friend mr lindsay has done for you he has so generously interested himself in this affair that he has got william appointed to the living of winbree and mr turner who was to have succeeded to that church he has secured in a secular office of greater emolument and better suited to his views and sentiments the only obstacle to our union is therefore now removed and as we are to have immediate possession of the manse it is to take place very soon perhaps in the course of the next week it is to you under heaven that we owe our happiness by interesting so kind and generous a patron in our behalf accept therefore my dear lady rossville the united thanks and prayers of your affectionate anne black and obliged and grateful william leslie kind and generous indeed exclaimed lady rossville as she read this billet and a blush of shame burned on her cheek he has saved me as far as he could from the disgrace of at best i fear equivocation and from the wretchedness of having disappointed the hopes of those whom i had taught to put their trust in me in the overflowing of her heart she wrote to anne expressing her participation in her happiness and giving the sole credit of it to mr lindsay she could not bring herself to tell her exactly how matters stood but she assured her again and again that it was to him and to him only they were indebted she thought she ought also to write to lindsay to thank him for his kindness to her relations and she took up the pen for that purpose but she could not write anything to please herself one style was too cold and formal for the warmth of her feelings another too humble and penitential for her pride to stoop to and delmore might be displeased no exclaimed she as she threw down the pen i cannot write what i feel i must either say too much or too little 
it would be otherwise were we to meet a few words would set all to rights and how i wish he would afford me an opportunity of making my peace with him i cannot be happy while i think i have forfeited his good opinion surely he will come and he will be pleased to find i have not forgot all his good lessons and she tried to resume the studies and occupations she had begun at his suggestion but it would not do the illusions of passion and the vanities of life still maintained their sway over her and all was dull and joyless that did not administer to one or other i shall never be good sighed she according to lindsay's notion so tis in vain to try perhaps delmar would not like me so well if i were and that argument was conclusive against all farther attempts of the kind colonel delmar's absence had been protracted much beyond the period assigned by the alarming illness of his brother whose life at one time had been in imminent danger in consequence of a pleuritic attack the consequence it was said as everything of the kind must either have or be a consequence of cold caught at a late sitting of a committee of which he was chairman he was now better and as soon as he was sufficiently recovered for his brother to leave him the impatient lover was to set off for rossville meanwhile he employed gertrude to write to him every day every hour if possible as the only alleviation to the tortures of separation such was colonel delmore's way of telling the story and as usual it contained a portion of truth and falsehood it was true that his brother had been dangerously ill while he was in london but it was not true that he was still detained there from that cause the fact was he rather dreaded a dull family party at rossville for lover as he was he was too much a man of the world too much accustomed to be amused to be able to devote himself entirely to one object however much beloved and gertrude was as much beloved by him as anything could be but he felt himself now so secure in her affections that there was not even the stimulants of jealousy or uncertainty to give a zest to their intercourse in short colonel delmore's heart and affections were so jaded and sophisticated that simple feelings and simple pleasures had now become stale and insipid he rather liked the country for two or three months in the autumn with a good party but to be constantly enacting the sentimental lover and with no greater variety than lady betty and mrs st clair or an interchange of neighbourly visits with some agricultural lord or raw-boned squire to be bored about county politics or county races it was more than either his love or his philosophy could endure at length his brother's convalescence left him no excuse and he wrote to gertrude that he would have set off instantly but as the arabins peverleys and his friend ifrington were preparing to storm rossville he had been prevailed upon to wait a day or two and join the party a p s added they should probably go by the lakes as lady charles had taken a sketching turn and lord charles wished to eat char lady rossville was deeply mortified at this letter it contained even more than the usual quantity of love superlatives was eloquent on the miseries of separation and the anticipated happiness of their meeting but still he did not fly to her he could submit to wait on the movements of a capricious fine lady and the taste of an indolent gourmand and for the first time a doubt of the reality of his attachment struck upon her heart the supposition was too dreadful to be endured and she shrunk from it as she would from the stroke of a dagger at least he does not love as i do thought she as she tried to dispel the fast-gathering tears that in spite of herself rushed to her eyes but i was a fool to expect it whoever loved so fondly so truly as i have done and men never love with the devotion of women but i would have delmore different from every one else i would be his all as he is mine then to wounded tenderness succeeded pride he had besought her to write to him as usual 
and mentioned the places where he should expect to find letters from her but she determined to punish him by her silence though the punishment would in the first instance fall upon herself as the forbearance of not writing was probably at least equal to the disappointment of not receiving her letters gertrude was naturally of an open communicative temper and the want of a confidant had often been severely felt by her but she had never met with any one whom she thought perfectly suited to act even that subordinate part lady charles was too much a woman of the world to enter into her enthusiastic notions the miss delmores were too deep in flirtations themselves to be able to listen to anything of the kind at second hand and she had formed no other particular intimacy in london her cousin anne might have done for she was patient and attentive but then she was so good and so flat and so matter-of-fact in her ideas on the subject that it was in vain to expect any congeniality there hitherto she had contrived to exist without one but now the want was felt as sooner or later it must be in all its loneliness it would have been such a luxury to have complained of her lover to some considerate friend who would have defended him and proved to her that he was right and she was wrong her mother was out of the question she was the last person to whom she would have uttered a complaint of delmore whose name by a sort of tacit agreement was seldom mentioned between them in this state of restless displeasure it was a relief to have something to do however disagreeable in itself and she therefore acceded to mrs st clair's proposal that she should go and visit some of the members of her family she herself being confined with a cold lady rossville then ordered her carriage and set forth to try the effects of rapid driving and change of company in dispelling chagrin and ennui End of section eighty eight